Hey there, this is Quintessential 2, and I'm back to talk a little bit about Grey's Anatomy. So Grey's Anatomy came back on Thursday. Today is Sunday. I know I'm a little late doing this review, but, um, you know, life happens. So anyway, Grey's Anatomy returned, and it comes back, um, I think the date was April 2020. So we're seeing how the hospital system is working in terms of the whole COVID, the pandemic, and how that has changed everything. You know, people's um, emotions are running high, stress levels are up. So it's just, you know, it's just definitely a new normal that people are trying to adjust to. So I'm glad they put that out there. What they did um, as far as each of the characters is do a present tense, you know, uh, during the COVID times and kind of flashing back um, to provide more context on the individual situation. So I'm going to start with Dr. Weber. Dr. Weber comes back. He, you know, last season had um, cobalt poisoning. So he was, you know, really um, wasn't in his right frame of mind and all that. He had the breakdown at the conference he was attending in San Francisco. So, you know, they finally, you know, it was all figured out. They got rid of the cobalt, did another hip replacement. He's recovered. He's back at the hospital. And Bailey isn't exactly all that excited for him to be back. And she is very concerned about his well-being because he's in a high-risk category. He's a man of a particular age, and he's recently had surgery. So, you know, even though he's been cleared um, to come back to work, she's still, you know, stressing out about that whole situation. So her thing with, with Richard is, I just need you to come come back, learn all of the rules and procedures, the safety procedures for the hospital, because that's most important, which it is important to learn the new safety procedures and all of that. So as she's explaining that, she's also showing him, you know, this is the waiting area, this is the process, these are, you know, the new way we have to do things now, but the whole... Um, wearing the mouth covering and all of that and the shields and all that kind of stuff. She also shows him this um, machine that cleans out a room. I don't know how it does it. Some ultraviolet lights cleans and disinfects the germs. So she's very, very happy about that because as we know, Bailey is, you know, she suffers from OCD and, you know, this machine is very, um, it's very um, soothing for her and it brings her some, a place of peace. You know, so it goes in the room, it cleans his room out, which is great. So that's Richard for right now. He is still angry at Catherine, the first part. Now, remember, this is a two-part series. He's still pissed off at Catherine. You know, the whole situation with Catherine and the firing and then her buying up a hospital that he was working at. You know, he's he's just not in a good place with Catherine. All right, so let's go on to Jackson. Jackson, um, he, him and Maggie are, not, are still not together. And... Last season, you know, it looked like, you know, Jackson was dating the young lady from who's the uh, paramedic and or the fireman. I'm sorry. She's a firefighter and firefighter slash paramedic. He was dating her and then it seemed like they had broken up and I guess they got back together. That's what it looked like. He called her or sent her a message to say to come over to the house. And when she came over, she didn't know that he was going to have the baby with him. This was very confusing because he had his daughter with him and she comes over in a, in a coat, with, I guess with either nothing on or some flimsy lingerie. I'm not sure, but she came over obviously with something else on her mind. And she flipped out when she saw him open the door with her daughter, with his daughter. 
And she was like, oh, I can't be a stepmom. This is not what I signed up for. I didn't understand the whole flipping out part. You know, it's not like she didn't know he has a daughter. Um, I don't know if the message said come over for a good time. That part was very unclear. But what is clear is that I guess she just comes to the, came to the realization that her and Jackson are just not going to work because she's not ready or doesn't want a ready-made family. So I guess that's it for that. So then we get Joe. Last season, Joe and, well, Alex left Joe. He left Joe for Lizzie, and we really didn't see Joe deal with the situation. Um, we saw her being a little despondent, but not really tapping into the whole notion that this man just up and left her. And it was very sudden and it was unexpected. So um, this, when the season returns, she's sexually frustrated and she decides um, to ask out, not out, to ask Jackson, she was, you know, since they're friends, if he could provide a sexual favor to her because she feels that she needs that in order to get past Alex. And it was a very odd request, but Jackson acknowledges it's odd, but he says he's willing to do it, you know? And so they get together. He plans a romantic evening. Um, was it a bit much? Yeah, it was. Uh, he had the Kenny G music going. He had um, the meat and cheese trays. Uh, he had the champagne or the wine, whatever. I mean, he really planned it like a romantic evening. And that's not what she was expecting. And on top of that, she came over and she was already drunk. She had a bottle of vodka in her hand that she was drinking out of. And she was drunk when she got there. So she made fun of the whole romantic situation. And then she ended up crying. And, and ultimately, she admitted to him that she wasn't ready. She thought she was ready and she just wasn't ready. So what I think they're going to try to do here in this situation, we're going to, I guess they're going to try to link them up together. I'm not as, I want them to remain friends. I don't want them to go in that direction, but it seems like that's what they are looking to do. Maggie, on the other hand, is, you know, she's with the guy who she met, well, actually got reacquainted with at that conference in San Francisco. Cisco, he's a cardiac surgeon. He's in, I think, Boston. And, you know, they are still, you know, keeping in contact and being romantic. He tells Maggie he loves her. Jackson overhears it. Maggie doesn't respond back with I love you. And Maggie plays it down. I think she really likes the guy, but the guy is moving a bit too fast. And I don't think, you know, Maggie isn't quite, I don't think she's over Jackson yet. So this is going in a direction I don't think she was quite ready for, but we'll see how that plays out. He even in the second part plans this really big, um, not big, but he, I guess he, you know, he gets, um, uh, I don't know who he gets at the house to make this little tent and do all this setup in this little tent out in the, in the front yard for her. To, it was, it was supposed to be romantic, but it just seemed a bit much, but anyway, she loved it, you know, and she stripped for him and I guess it is what it is. Um, let's see what else is going on. So Bailey is, of course, overstressing and, you know, she's trying to deal with so many different situations because she is chief. And then we got Karasik, who is the chief of chief. 
And he's not doing a good job. He was supposed to order masks and he ended up ordering, I don't know what these little cleanup pads or whatever it was. He's wasting a lot of money that they just don't have. And there is a shortage of PPE for the hospitals. So he's not doing well at his job. And later on, Catherine, um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's go back. So we got that Owen and um, Altman. Um, T uh, what's her name? Terry, Tracy. What is her name? Whatever. Um, Altman, the one that uh, Dr. Altman, you know, she, you know, this is the mother of his daughter. Um, uh, what's her name? Terry, I think. They, Terry, uh, Dr. Altman isn't letting Owen know that um, uh, Teddy, not Terry, Teddy, sorry. Teddy doesn't know that Owen is aware of the whole situation between her and Karasik in the room because she doesn't know that that whole voicemail that she accidentally sent to Owen was played in the operating room. She has absolutely no idea. I don't know how she doesn't know that because I'm because the rest of the hospital seems to be aware of this whole situation, but she doesn't know that he he knows this. So Owen is being very very passive aggressive with her, and she's picking up on it, and she doesn't understand what is going on. She doesn't understand why was the wedding canceled? What is going on? He's not really talking to her. So she's confused. You know, she's like, I don't know what, what's really happening with him. So when Teddy finally does approach Owen and says, you know, something is off here. I don't know what it is. You seem to be I don't know. You seem to be upset about something. I, I can't quite figure it out. And here go on again. He's asking her again. He's like, well, is there anything you want to tell me? Is there anything going on that I should know? And, you know, she's like, no, you know, again, not knowing that he knows. So he pulls out his phone and plays the voicemail and it's all revealed. And of course she has a meltdown at that point because she's embarrassed. She's hurt. I mean, she's hurt him and he doesn't want to talk to her, which makes sense. We are seeing another obstacle in this relationship. I, I really don't think that the writers want these two together at all. It's like they put them together and then they don't, you know, and you know what, at this point, Teddy, go ahead and be with Karasik because Owen, I think is done with you at this point. I, I don't think Owen can take any more from you. You know, you were, you know, Teddy's claiming she loves Owen. I do believe she loves Owen as a friend. I don't think she's in love with Owen. I think she wants to be in love with Owen. I think that she um, was in love with him until she got with him. And then it wasn't exactly what she thought. But Karasik, it was, it was just seamless. And I think that's who she's going to end up with. So we'll see. You know, that's just my prediction. So Owen is over it. He's done with her. Meredith, um, you know, she's, it seems, you know, she's at her wits end, stressed, you know, um, you know, dealing with all the different deaths, just dealing with um, not getting any rest, just dealing with, and DeLuca, you know, his situation, you know, he's considered to be uh, a manic depressant. And um, so that's a lot on her, on her plate. And so she, you know, it's really confusing as to know exactly, you know, if something else was going on with Meredith, because in the second part, we see Meredith and she falls out in the parking lot. And to me, I would guess that she fell out from sheer exhaustion, but it seems like it may be more to that. 
We've seen Meredith um, periodically in the episodes, both parts, where she's at a beach. And she's looking, she's talking about, you know, being in a peaceful place and just, you know, going to the ocean and just finding your happiness and your peace and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm not really sure what how that ties into everything. Well, at least I didn't know at first, but then at the end, we figured out what the whole situation with the uh, the, the beach scene was all about. Um, so it appears as though Meredith, something's wrong with Meredith, I guess, beyond her being exhausted, there's a illness, I guess. And in this dream, because it, it appears to be this was a dream, and in the dream, she sees Derek. Derek makes an appearance back on the show. He's calling for her. She's walking towards him. Um, yeah. So that's the surprise of the night is that we see Derek in this dream and her passed out in the, in the parking lot. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know if she has some type of disease. I don't know what's happening, but that's the surprise of the whole night. Um, what else we got going on here? Uh, let's see. I talked about DeLuca. I talked about Teddy and Owen, Maggie Jackson, Joe, um, Meredith, uh, Richard and, uh, you know, Richard, um, he comes up with this idea that seems to work, um, with, instead of the staff rewashing or cleansing their PPE mask with, um, bleach, which is deteriorating the mask. Um, he puts all these masks in the um, the room where that contraption that can clean everything, all the germs with the ultraviolet rays. He decides that's the better approach to dealing with the mask shortage. So that'll help out in the interim, which was a great idea. So he comes up with that plan. And then we see a meeting with Catherine, Karasik, and um, Richard. And Catherine fires Karasik because he really isn't doing his job. Karasik tries to say, well, I can go someplace else. I don't have to stay here. And Catherine reminds him that, look, look you know, you're the one that got caught um, on a, a voicemail in, in some sexual escapade, you know, and that's not something. And she said, word gets around. People talk. So in other words, she letting him know, um, if I know it, I can talk to somebody else people are not going to actually look upon you very favorably because of your escapade. So I, you might want to rethink that quitting part. So that was a really good comeback. So he leaves and, you know, Catherine gives the chief of chief jobs to Richard and they end up back together. You know, that she apologizes again and they end up back together. So I'm glad to see that because they do love each other and they were being very stubborn and they needed to talk. So this was a good thing. Uh, what else happened here? Um, as far as um, all the other, you know, the, the you know they had some, you know, th th that's their personal life at the moment. That that's all the lives, you know, wrapped up in one. I guess you can say we'll see what happens next season. Uh, next next season, next episode. I think it's going to be a crossover event between Station Nineteen and and um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so we're going to get a chance to see you know, the both of those shows and see how they do things. You know, they had patients this episode and they did have like a storyline centered around the patients. You know, there was a burn victim, young man who had um, this young man who had had a kidney transplant. 
he ends up going to, he's a teenager, goes to this other friend's party and the parents were hosting the party and they felt like they were doing all this, you know, as much safety as they possibly could. He got, you know, there was an accident. Uh, one of the guys got burned really badly. And so that in itself, you know, the irresponsibility about safety and understanding the severity of COVID and all of that was explored with these uh, with the burn victim, with the parents and all of that. So we did go into that discussion as well. I think they really picked out a lot of aspects of what 2020 has been like since this pandemic. You know, hospitals having shortage of material, the stress on the staff, uh, the stress of the patients, you know, dealing not only with the situation at hand or whatever they're in the hospital for, but also not being able to be with their loved one because now with COVID, they have to stay in a different section, you know, all of that. And then people's personal lives, you know, as far as trying to make things work in this new normal is not normal. So, um, yeah, so that was the, the logistics of everything. I am looking forward to the next episode next week. Talk to you later.